October is upon us. We have the entire month of October. It's Halloween and scary themed podcast. And it just so happens that this year marked the 25th anniversary of a little movie that came out in 1998 called Blade, starring Wesley Snipes, written by David S. Goyer. One of the, I don't want to call it an underrated Marvel film, but it was kind of a forgotten Marvel film, I would say, right? Are we going to retroactively make this a Marvel film? Is that what we're going to do? Is that is that how we're going to handle this now? I don't love Mar- that idea. We don't have to retroactively induct Blade as a Marvel movie. Like Marvel, th- there was a Marvel title screen when when you start the film. Was it that way always, or did that happen after? Did they invent the Marvel title screen just for this movie? I watched Blade last night, and I got to be honest, I can't remember. I'm pretty, I'm almost damn positive it was in uh, Spider-Man that came out in 2002, but we'll we'll get to that in a, in a moment. Let's see how we should do this. I, I guess what we should probably do is because you should tell the people your your upsetness with this podcast we'll get into that later we don't have to get into wait, all that wait wait right so, somebody's coming wait, into the happening? chat what is happening what, what right is now happening? what is going what? on what the what hell is... somebody's somebody's chiming into the someone chat someone has just hijacked the someone chat. has hijacked what the happening? chat what is going on right now oh jesus returning champ Wolfie is in the house holy shit hello thank you for Ooh. once again having me on to discuss how wrong Teebs is. <laughs> oh, my God. Everybody's, <laughs> you're losing this one. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, man. That's so sweet. You think so? Oh. <laughs> I don't care. So, you can bring as many other people to this fight as you want. It's not going to matter. I've got superior firepower. Yeah, uh, that, that's what you said about Tina Turner. So, oh wow, we're right into it. I don't don't speak ill of the dead, man. That's not cool. You do that all the time. Again, I haven't you're... and never did on Miss Turner. That's all you. That uh, ghost floating around your house from her. She uh-huh. now is like playing the replay, going, "Oh, he said that." Because that's what happens when you get to heaven. You can hear all the crap. That's what happens when you get to heaven. You just (laughs) just replay all the podcasts. Um, That's right. All the random podcasts about your life. I'm keeping an eye on that one. All right. All right. But I I suppose. Let's. let's, Okay. Okay. All right. Fine. We are going to. I'm going to have order on this because I know that Wooby is going to come in guns a blazing on this. So. What I'm going to do is that's fine. <laughs> the the que- the question that was posed and why Tease didn't want to do this podcast and why he's doing it under protest is under the fact protest. that he believes that Blade is not a horror movie. So not this is horror, what I'm going to do. Not at all a horror movie. This is what I'm going to do. And Tease will be I will also we will all abide by these rules that I'm setting forth right now. Tease, I'm giving you 5 minutes to argue why Blade is not a horror movie. I have a stopwatch. I have a timer. I'll even put my fingers up to let you know how much time you have left. Whatever. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. You just totally changed the rules. I had no idea this is the format that we'd be going with here. And now all of a sudden I have to abide by some strict, like, freaking 
you know, Republican debate style rules. Stop it. No, no, this. This, no, 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 no. How, how dare you? How dare you insinuate that I would do anything that mimics what the Republican Party has done for the last, oh, I don't know, since we've been alive. All right. So I think this thing boils down to a few key points. Point the first. R- remember, Wooby, let him get his entire argument out I, and take I'm notes listening. if you need to uh, so that okay. we can like so so that we can yeah. do each one on a referendum one by one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What defines a horror movie? Well, oh, Webster's Dictionary. Not this shit again. <laughs> God damn it. Basically, in my mind, a horror movie has to be scary. You know, and over the years, we have developed a certain criteria, a certain way of making movies scary and signaling that, hey, these movies belong to this category of movies. A couple things here. Number one, let's talk about, I really thought this was going to be a back and forth, but since I have to do this all on my own, let's talk about the cinematography of a horror movie. Let's talk about the cinematography shall we in a horror movie the emphasis of the cinematography is to hide and distract and to keep parts of the frame black or so that stuff can happen there and you don't know and it kind of builds up this psychological tension within the frame itself blade doesn't do that blade is shot like an action movie where it shows you as much as possible because in an action movie geography scene geography is important you need to know where everything is where this guy is so that when this guy gets shot and he falls down and hits this guy you need to know where all that stuff is that's the opposite of what a horror movie is trying to do and that is what blade has in space but aside from all that i think it boils down to one key point one key difference in a horror movie the protagonist the main character has no agency has very little agency over what happens in that movie, over what happens in that situation. You go to a summer camp, all of a sudden people start getting killed. You don't know what the fuck's going on. You're just running around trying to figure shit out. You don't have any way to impose your will on that situation. In an action movie, and especially in a superhero movie, the main protagonist is the only fucking person with any agency. He's he's using his agency all over the fucking place. Nothing happens in this movie, but not for this guy. That's why I'm saying, and... Here is another, here's my third final key point. Third key point. If you were to take all the vampire stuff out of Blade and replace it with alien stuff or mutant stuff or robot stuff, none of the story beats would change at all. It would be the same fucking movie, whether it's vampires, mutants, robots, or whoever. Nothing would change. Nothing is fundamentally necessary about vampires to make that story work that is why i don't think it's a horror movie it's not like freddy who needs to kill people in order to make the movie work so that's it that's what i got to say i think those are fine points i'd like to hear you rebut this because so who wants to go first (laughs) defense 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 council uh the 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 Honorable uh, Whoopi, Marion Copeland, uh, would well, you like to go first? Let, let's start with 
reiterating his points, uh, number one being scary. And let's combine number one and number two uh, together because to his point, cinematography, well, to any point when it comes to the film, the cinematography is going to make or break some films uh, in any genre. When it comes to the horror genre, cinematography is either going to add to that level of fear and suspense or it's going to miss the mark. Case in point, uh, a quiet place where there's minimal dialogue, um, the, the rapid pace movement gives you a fear because one, you can't talk. You don't know what's going on. You just know there are creatures. Same uh -oh. thing with, uh, let's say, Blair Witch Project. Uh-oh. That, that, that level goes all over the place, adds to the fear because you don't know what's happening. But then let's go to uh, a film like Get Out is blatantly pulls you along. Chris, clear, relationship, apartment. You know there's something coming, but you don't know what. But nothing gets you to that point until he's drinking the tea. You know something's wrong. It sets you up that way. So when we get to Blade, here's our character. We know he's the protagonist. We know he's an anti-hero. Uh, and I'm going to put a pin there because he's the anti-hero because that's how he was written in comics, which was yes. the original screenplay for all of this. If you know, yes. if you don't know, pick up a book. Thank you. Um, which is how he was uh, written and morphed into what this character is. And as such of a anti-superhero or superhero, if you will, because I, I would, while I consider this film a horror film in that genre, I also consider it to be a superhero or action superhero horror film because, it, and the Blade black backstory of him being part of the Marvel com comic universe where he was with S.H.I.E.L.D., he was with Black Panther, he was in the Civil War comic storylines and some factions. He donned on the Ronin outfit for a time. So there are aspects of that there. When you bring that over, it be, it's a darker film. It adds an element of, well, it's a vampire. He's trying to kill them. So yeah, it's going to be scary. The overall cinematography of that film is dark with a purpose, is grayer. For, for lack of a better term, it is not bright. It is not sunshiny because the element in which you are fighting your main villain, which every horror story needs, you need a bad guy, is dark and grimy because, excuse me, um, vampires, they don't come out in the daytime where there's sunshine <laughs> and rainbows. Um, so, one of them does. One of them does. And I believe we're talking about him right now. Um, but uh, I'm sorry. I died. He calls sorry. himself. I mean... He calls himself. Uh, okay. Okay, day, okay. He calls himself a daywalker for a reason. And we won't digress into how the film, of course, takes away from how the character and the villain is written in the comics, which you know we we can all agree as comic fans that we are. Sometimes they just need to follow the damn comic story. Sometimes they miss the mark. Um, okay. And then we get to this third, the protagonist is the only one that has any agency over anything that happens. Really? Pick a, pick a film. L let's stay in the MCU. So you mean to tell me that Ultron, if, well, that's a bad example because Tony Stark created Ultron, that 
all of these <laughs> bad people or bad elements or just out of nowhere decided one day to say, hey, I'm going to give any superhero a, a job. I, I'm going to create that so that they can have agency over me. No, that's not right. how it works. I'm okay. the bad guy. I'm Lex Luthor did not no, wake up and go, finish. you know what? I need to start some trouble for Superman because he he's going to be he's going to be my he's going to be my foe. So that I need that. I'm going to give him agency. So I'm going to do all of this. That's not right. how it works. Frost in this film wants to one destroy Blade and take over his blood and you know create an entire world of vampires. Um, that's what he wants to do. He could care less about Blade. I'm sure he's heard about him. He wasn't seeking him out. Right. Blade was the stopgap for that happening. And if we all recall correctly in the film, Frost thought he was going to get away with it because they captured Blade. They threw in the supplies of, hello, mommy. And all of those issues came up because I can't kill my mother until right. it serves the plot point. But that's a whole nother thing. It happens. The, the protagonist sometimes he has agency and sometimes he doesn't until his back is against the wall that's how it has to be john wick didn't want to be the protagonist he wanted to love his wife and be with the puppy this person didn't pick him out to give him agency he picked him out because he thought he could steal the car beat his ass and kill his dog and walk away with it because he was a gangster's son not that John Wick is horror, it is action, but the premise of the protagonist has agency over all of this. I mean, four films in, and if you're not watching The Continental, you really should be. Like, come <laughs> on. It's, it's a chain reaction of events. There's a cause and effect in, in horror films specifically. The fear of Jaws, for example. Jaws, to me, is a suspense or a horror film. You know something crazy is going to happen. You see the chick swimming in the water. You're calling for Pippin. <laughs> you know Alex Kittner is out there. You go in the water. Something that damn boy. Is, that, that suspense is out there. Um, did the shark say, I want to give the sheriff uh, agency in this? No. <laughs> that, that's the most I, ridiculous thing. Can I just piggyback on something too? Can I just piggyback yeah. on one thing real quick? It should be noted that Frost really didn't even give a shit about Blade. He only needed Blade as an object to complete his plan. So it's not like he was doing stuff and then Blade was trying to stop him. This and the other thing. He needed Blade to complete his plan. Frost's agency in that movie was to summon Lamagra, the blood god, and take over the entire world and the universe. He couldn't do that without Blade. Is it Blade's fault that Frost is doing his thing and he's out here trying to investigate everything and Frost just needs him alive to complete his plan? Not necessarily, but I would say that Frost definitely has his own agency. His agency happens to include Blade in it because that's part of his plan. I want to thank both of you for fucking proving my point for me. Oh, <laughs> oh Jesus Christ. I haven't even oh. I haven't even made my argument yet, but go ahead. So when Frost does all this stuff, doesn't even care about Blade, what does Blade then do? Blade is on Blade has his own mission. Like Blade is saving the human race 
from this va- from vampires being alive and walking among us. Exactly. So, so, but that so is Blaze, but that, that is not the main point of the. That is not the main. It's point not. Of the movie. It's not. If the, the point of Blade is not he fights vampires, that's in not this the movie, point of Blade. In Holy this, shit, bull! Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. What I mean by that, the entire movie of Blade is not Blade running around and like stopping random vampires here and there. Like that would be kind of a boring film. But in this film specifically, Blade is trying to stop Deacon Frost. He is out for a specific purpose that he didn't necessarily have to be in on or necessarily want to be part of. It's just that Stephen Dorff's plan, as I said, included Blade in it. So with Frost needing Blade for his plan and getting all in his business, the story pivots from your everyday comic Blade where Blade is just like walking around just like, okay, uh, I'm gonna go to this. I'm gonna go to this nightclub, and I'm gonna stop these vampires from getting down. I'm gonna go over here, stop them from getting down. This movie has a specific purpose from start to finish. Well, and, and let me and let me just yeah, and let me just Blade's say in the comic purpose. though, in, in the <laughs> comic though, Blade's purpose to kill vampires is because he finds out that Frost, and I think the name was different in the comic, was the doctor who came to help his mother give birth and killed her. Yes. So Blade has grown up and in, in the movie they make it Whistler, but in the comic, um, the the mentor is Jafari, Jarari. His sole purpose is to find the man who killed my mother. And we could sit here and come up with a list of movies that that whole premise of I'm going to find the person who killed X. Um, and, and that's their purpose. It's like the so, entire yeah. Batman run. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. You know, and so that doesn't necessarily mean he has agency over the entire it doesn't. thing. So Godzilla, sure, wants that. Who, oh, wow. I, don't, I don't consider Godzilla horror. Katsu is a whole nother genre, but Godzilla just wants to be a happy monster. That's all he wants. Little fish hanging with his girlfriend Mothra, a couple of dates. He doesn't want or create the drama. I'm just thinking but about if, Godzilla and Mothra having a date night now. <laughs> if brought to him, if the drama finds him, he's going to fight. That does not mean he has agency over what, well, he's Godzilla. He doesn't mean he has, doesn't have agency over everything. He's not seeking out the crazy. He's got a specific person. If it comes to me, I'm fighting. Kong versus Godzilla, uh, King of the Monster, same thing. Uh, if it comes to me, I gotta, I gotta fight it. Otherwise, I'm just gonna go about. It. If if a, a problem comes, I, I solve it. I kill it. I move on. That's Blade. I'm coming after vampires. I know mm-hmm. I'm going after drug dealing vampires. Uh-huh. I'm going after murdering vampires. I'm uh-huh. going after vampires who take over little kids. You know, Love that's <laughs> that's his goal. He he doesn't have a set plan. You know, him and Whistler are trying to figure out what way to do it. Oh, okay. That that's what happens in terms of, well, I'm clearly going to go after and get Frost. They didn't set the movie up that way. Frost became the bad guy. He had no idea about his mother and they, which was a stupid. Yeah, he had no freaking idea. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't know until they captured him and brought him and he, and he saw his mother because that's not what happens in right. the comic. But they added that in one shout out to Sinead Lathan, who looked fabulous in those scenes. Well, and he's like, my, my mother. 
oh, it's pulling at the heartstrings and this is the person that did this. And you see what ha- he he loses that quote unquote agency that you say he has because he becomes captured. He can't kill his mother. He knows his mother's on in the film is on Frost's side. If I'm trying, if I have agency over everything, I'm slitting her throat within five minutes so that I can turn around and kill Frost. Exactly. Come, come on now. Come on now. And- we'll get back to the we'll get back to the idea of agency. But there's just one more point that I would like to talk about before we uh, move and then on. and then and and then uh, I'll, I'll, I'll bring my this. Now, I'll bring my all star defense to the case you said about the cinematography was it's darker. It's more evocative. It's grittier. It's not sunshine and rainbows. It's a, it's a very Gotham kind of feel for whatever. It's a Gotham. Reason. Yeah. D- DC always puts Gotham <laughs> like okay. it's the city Great. under the bridge or the south side Perfect. of Pittsburgh. Perfect. <laughs> love this. Uh, Tim Burton's Batman. We know it. We love it. It's dark. It's gritty. Is that a horror movie? No. What are you even talking about? Look, you brought up cinematography. I, I brought up cinematography. I, I and, did. And you tried to say that it because of the cinematography, it didn't quite put it in that element or make it darker when you add that darker element of cinematography like i said it's going to aid in the feeling of what you're trying to convey and the wrong cinematography can jack your movie the darkness of gotham in all of the batman because apparently being a billionaire and living in a dark nasty city is what the wayne family seems to want to do um it adds to all of the crazy that is there an asylum uh you know all of that freaking iron man is in malibu um evil things happen it's malibu it is that come on can i can i my point about can i stop my point about cinematography is not and i'm gonna kill your cinematography argument right now go ahead my cinematography because it's the whole i'm gonna kill it right now go ahead cinematography helps create and establish the mood and tone and helps bring all this horror stuff. Like, okay, there's no scene in Blade or there are very few scenes in Blade where we are slowly tracking behind a character as they go down a long hallway. And like, we know there's something at the end of that hallway, but we're still following them. And we're building tension the whole time as we're going and we're moving and we know something's going to happen. And that's what I, that's what I mean about the cinematography. That's what I mean about how setting up the shots, using the camera and putting the camera in different situations. I'm not necessarily talking about, the the mood and the tone although that's that's part of it but what i mean is using the camera and using the art of cinematography to help enhance the the scare factor the, cin- the cinematography in blade and you keep in mind Bla- the character that blade is some some can say that he's an early the well the first marvel quote unquote superhero on film not iron right. man but but blade and as such when you have that you have fight sequences which is if you look at every fight sequence in every mcu movie action the way it's shot you're getting all the angles you're coming down corners people jumping out of the way they're all they're all the same they get you to be on the side of the superhero that you you want to be the avengers so I, I'm I'm watching Blade come down a um the dark subway thing I forget what the platform thing is 
because he knows he's coming to kill you you know he's coming where are they coming from are they jumping out where you it sets it up it's not we've all been on the subway you know some of them are really nasty right it's dark the, he's going grimy okay. you it, it does it absolutely the, right. does let, add to the horror element in let me, this film let me let me tell you let me let me team not to show blade as being vulnerable or not to make you as a viewer scared it's meant to say look at this character in this environment He's still going to kick ass, but it's going to be darker and grimier than you're used to seeing a character kick ass in. When was the, did you, have you watched Blade recently? Uh, I did not. Okay. The first 15 to 20 minutes. I'm aware of the first 15 to 20 minutes. Yeah. When they're going, when they're going to the club, right? And yes. Tracy Lords has the passenger in her car. And yes. They're driving. You don't know where the hell they're going. You don't know what the hell they're doing. Right. And then they get to the underground nightclub and there's big party going on and everybody's doing all this whole thing. And it's dark the whole time. The strobe lights all right, looks like cool party. This, this, that, whatever. Next thing you know, just like small blood droplets are just like dropping from the ceiling. And then next thing you know, the lights come on and there's a banner behind the DJ that just says bloodbath. And they're just, and just fucking rains of blood coming down on the populace. And as why a viewer, is that a I, scene? I'm why is on, that as, a horror scene? What is on. horrifying about that scene? As a Aside viewer, from being blood. Right, as sorry, a viewer, as a viewer, aren't you aren't you at least kind of thinking, holy shit, what the hell is going to happen next with this one with this one guy who's being drowned with blood, who is clearly different than the rest of the populace that's around him? They don't set up the movie for me to be fearful for this guy. <laughs> really he goes yeah. into the place wow. and like wow even after they capture him and drain his blood wow that happened already wow like, they, i'm not they scared capture, after they, they drain him, his blood they capture him drain his blood and he's going to die until what's her is her name karen or whatever nabushi wright's character was karen yes. blood so wow. he's dead he, he's dead the only he's way dead. to kill him is to drain him and they drained him so all right was that was that was that on your list of oh it's just an okay film we we killed the protagonist who has all the agency like (laughs) so i'm gonna make i'm gonna make these last two points and then we're we're gonna move on here because i like i i wolves i think we sufficiently won but i i'm just gonna bring these last two points to the table and i've i made this note to teeves and he repeated it and i'm glad he repeated it he started. Did you notice how he started his entire argument with the phrase in my mind? Did you notice that? Yeah. So here's the thing. Just because it's not scary to you does not mean it's not scary to someone else. That's an asinine argument. And that's not that what we're talking you about. Are, at all. You are it's you are you are talking about you're an asinine human being. <laughs> I'm not talking about that at all. I'm talking about structurally. If you are going to make a horror movie, you do certain things. You have certain shots that make it a horror movie that are and, free and, and, from and Blade Blade has that. And or as whatever. Such, Blade has it. And as Blade such, has that. Blade Let's has go. it. And then, Fine. and then last, and last, and certainly not least, Teebs. I would just like to point out that at the much heralded, much honored video library that we worked at for 
about a decade. Um, and I've confirmed this with a uh, former manager and friend of the podcast, Donald Layton. What section of the video library would you have found Blade in? Oh, okay. So subjectivity does not matter to this argument, but it does matter when we're talking about categorization. Whatever. Go ahead. Fine. You guys win. I don't give whatever. I, I bet you we can put this online. We can put this online and see what the people say. We could, we could I'm not convinced. You haven't convinced me of any anything. Google engine. We could punch it in, in any search engine. That doesn't mean I, anything. anything. You can punch anything into anything. You can punch anything anywhere. You know, Blade. they say the mark of a man is admitting when he's wrong. I'm not wrong, but I'll admit that I lost this argument, especially because the Dio had to go and get back up. That's fine. <laughs> All right. So let's 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 move on and just get into the, the nooks and crannies, the nuts and berries here. Uh Blade, uh first Marvel movie since uh Howard the Duck, one of my personal favorites. Uh Howard the Duck, uh very underrated Marvel film. It was a critical success. Uh, Robert e Roger Ebert gave it three out of four stars, and he called it a movie that relishes high visual style, uses the extreme camera angles, the bizarre costumes and sets, the exaggerated shadows, the confident cutting between long That's shots and extreme close-ups. It slams ahead in pure visceral imagery. Um, it was also a financial success. Uh, it cost about $45 million to make, and uh, made $131.2 million. And it forced Hollywood to kind of say, hey, this shit works. What other things can we make based off of comic books? Well, four years later, we get Spider-Man. Sam Raimi Spider-Man. Didn't X-Men come out before Spider-Man? Uh, X-Men was 2000. So, yes. Um, X-Men, definitely a bigger property than Spider-Man at the time. Spider-Man was kind of forgotten about. But yes, uh, Brian Singer Spider X-Men was also 2000. And the, the movie also had two sequels, Blade 2 in 2002. Highly underrated, in my opinion. One of the best movies ever. And then Blade Trinity in 04, which was a little bit underwhelming. Just what Blade meant to Hollywood and adapting comic books to movies it was refreshing to see it actually work and the fact that they did so with blade was definitely a choice i don't know if anybody would have went with that one but i'm i'm very glad they did i don't i don't know if you had anything else to add to that who either of you because like think... without without blade i don't think we get the mcu as it is right now because holly true. was not holly was not taking those swings uh, we definitely we definitely wouldn't and i think blade opened up the uh be, be, well between blade and not even i i think more comic writers and publishers got their got phone calls after spider-man but blades having blade come to fruition with a lot of the darker stuff around because you figure around time frame that's where an image and boom and um, those independent publishers were breaking off and, and starting, you know, at tail end of the 90s or in the 90s outside of the big two. Um, and now we've got IP, which which is good. And Limitless bad, IP, which, yeah. Which, which, which is good and, and bad, depending on how you look at it and, and, and how it comes through. Um, I, I think that um, maybe Spider-Man... I, I think X-Men before Spider-Man in terms of a true 
superhero given the issues with Sony and Marvel when it comes to the the Spider-Man character and and rights um with that but as you can you see the progression of um comics into a different medium outside of print medium out of, outside of the print medium and, yeah. I, and that is huge because it is now a multi-billion dollar industry most publishers now have entertainment divisions to handle and source all of that. And I honestly don't think that would have happened uh, outside of Blade. I think had Blade not come out first, you don't get a Spider-Man until a few years later. I won't say that it wouldn't have happened. I just say it wouldn't have happened as soon. As and quickly. As quickly. And I definitely think that you wouldn't have a lot of the other uh, other not family friendly comics become movies because there, that's a good there, point. There, there are a plethora because blade is not i wouldn't consider blade a family horror film with all of the motherfuckers <laughs> and cursing and and the violent blade is not twilight blade is not blade 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 is not <laughs> twilight but without blade you don't get polar without blade Ooh. you don't get the boys you don't get old guard you wouldn't be getting Berserker or Stray Dogs or Something is Killing the Children, which have all been uh, optioned and will be coming to a screen near you soon. Because that level of detail and darkness and not sunshine and rainbows is now profitable. It now has that, it proven has, has that audience and we want to see it. So- I don't think that happens without Blade. I think if 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 Spider-Man or even Iron Man, if that would have been the initial movie, I don't think um, we definitely don't think we would have had the boys. Uh, we wouldn't have had those things because it's too dark. It's darker. Yeah. And and if we're if we're getting if we're getting happy and money on, um, you know, yellow cake with vanilla icing, you don't get to have the you know. Uh, black forest cake or you, you don't get that variety it stays true now granted there are some cookie cutter stuff here but it doesn't happen without blade 100%. and let's be and let's be completely transparent and honest like all you deadpool fans out there they're just like oh an r-rated superhero movie works uh yeah been it's been done, done been there done that and and, and let's be honest you, you take out the sex and blowjob jokes out of deadpool it's an it's mcu movie it, that that's the only that, that that's kind of why you get the you know Deadpool as an R because he curses he throws in some dirty he throws in some dirty jokes and the other factor too with Blade is you get sequels part of that is you we need sequels Blade has three and to your point two was far better than than three a hundred percent yes and you don't get sequels without having a good film. And because of that, now we have the MCU where the stories are intertwined and, and moving. And who's to say that, um, you know, Kevin and them aren't sitting there going, all right, let's get back to true to form. And now let's look at what we have because Blade appears in Infinity War. He appears in Civil War. He appears in X-Men. He appears in War of the Realms. He 
it was in shield so there are so many ways to introduce a beloved character which they may do when mahershala gets out there when, which be, when the hirsch when the hirsch comes in you know would be phenomenal to see and i'm, I'm wondering if this is going to be a truly a reboot or we're going to grab another story and go with it um and probably they're going to call it a reboot but you know they don't want to pay money but maybe <laughs> things change mm. um I, I, but again None of this happens without the success of Blade. We're gonna go to we're gonna go to break, and then we're gonna come back, and then we're gonna get into just, just Blade by itself as a movie, and talk about like what worked, what didn't work, what was so great about it when it came out. Teams and Kid Phoenix versus Blade now featuring one hundred percent more Whoopi. <laughs> <laughs> back after these words. Okay, so we we debated whether or not Blade was a horror movie. It was a spirited discussion. We won't say who won or who lost, but Teeves is still recording. Teeves is still recording on this podcast. So as it was the 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 literary version of a, the bum rush. I just got <laughs> tackled. <laughs> So I just got assaulted in a dark alley by some okay, people uh, okay, with some dubious stop. points, but that's fine. Oh, dubious? Wow. Dubious. So as we stated, Blade came out in 1998, uh, New Line Cinema. Was New Line Cinema not the perfect production slash distribution company for this movie? Absolutely. They already had Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th under their belt. This was just too perfect, Right. Uh, New Line also had seven and so, seven, you know, and and so seven, not not to take any away thing away from Nightmare on Elm Street and, and all of that. But seven is a smart horror film. And I think having seven in the ranks before getting to Blade was perfect because it's saying we don't need it in your face. We're going to make you think about it. And yeah. I think that was good. Now, Teams, you stand for New Line a lot just because you're like a horror fan in the traditional sense with, uh, like I said, Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the 13th. Is I, in 98, I don't know if another studio takes a shot with this. Dimension, Dimension was, was big. big in the 90s, but that was Disney. They had their own problems. But they but Dimension is more the the big horror studio of the 90s. New Line at this point. Is kind of dead. She's right. They did have seven, but uh, they were Freddy not had been dead. Gone. Come on now, dead. Freddy, the last Freddy movie came out in like '93, and the Jason movies under New Line were trash. So, um, so but, would, we, but would... we, but we also have to look at it too. From obviously, New Line had a ton of stuff, but in the '90s, New Line was also the cinema who was releasing black films. And to put out Blade with a lead black actor after from from the distribution <laughs> company that had Menace to Society, uh, House Party, all the house parties, Love Friday, Jump, uh, 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 Above the Rim, that has to count too. That that has yeah. to be points. That has to be points in in New Line. Is it a different film if it's Dimension coming off of Scream? Is it different in any way? Yeah, I think I don't think they. Either it goes way younger mm. or um, and there's no Wesley Snipes or it just doesn't get made. You have um, Omar Epps' Blade. 
I don't, I think Omar Epps is even too old. It's it's more like a I don't even know who the young black actor would be in that Cuba Gooding's too it, it would be younger. Oh, it would God, be like Cuba. <laughs> yeah, I know. It would be like the teeny bopper version of Blade. Oh, you you know why I couldn't be Dimension? Because uh Dimension was founded in 92 under Weinstein. So ah uh, yes. Right. Weinstein is is not the fucking um, Weinstein most feel good let me try something new put a black face out front person oh god not gonna happen blade written by david s goyer uh his credentials to this point were just the crow city of angels and a movie that uh, again another something that teams kind of stands for dark city uh dark city is a great movie that nobody saw in the theater but me and, which, uh, is, which is a shame because that got lots of run in the video library because Teves and I both recommended that movie every October. Um, but yeah, it's a darker movie. It's kind of in that whole uh, turn of the century, what what's real and what's not genre that The Matrix made famous. And Wilby, it's funny that you've mentioned Seven because, and I've looked this up and I did my homework, are you aware of who helped David S. Goyer write Blade? like late on in production david uh, fincher oh yeah yes he did yes david he did. fincher coming off of seven in 95 helped with the end screenwriting for blade and i think because of um well he well uh goyer also did uh that second city of angels crow thing but i think between dark city and blade uh, he, and he wrote all the sequels to blade but it also opened him up for all the other comic movies that he did Batman, all all the Nolan Batmans he he wrote in um, versus uh, Batman versus Superman. Yes, um, you know, uh, and that the the bad Terminator he did. Uh, <laughs> dark faith, dark be more fate. specific there. Yeah, dark yeah, be more specific. <laughs> so, <laughs> dark, dark fate. So, and he also wrote uh, a film that I know was a little um, dark, but. I thought it was interesting. Uh, Jumper, remember that with uh, Hayden Christensen? Mm-hmm. Oh God! It, it was interesting. I thought it was interesting. It was. It's. It's comic. absolutely something you can watch while you're cleaning the house on the weekend. It's, yeah, it's comics adjacent too. So the cast of Blade. Uh, a lot of so in in '98, Wesley Snipes kind of the obvious choice here. Although Denzel and Larry Fishburne were candidates to play Blade. I, I don't I don't know. Larry Fishburne seems like he was too old and like not in the No, that was around that I time. Guess. We're talking about Event Horizon Larry Fishburne. Yeah. Matrix and, and, Larry Fishburne. And and Denzel, like and, and Denzel, I'm just not I it's not it's not the movie for him. It's not the right movie for him at that time in ninety-eight. Yeah, there really weren't any black action stars. It was like Wesley and Wesley Snipes. Um. Well, the and, only and other, not, the not, only other one is Michael Jai White. Michael Jai White was not. No. The, he Michael he Jai did White spawn, did Spawn, but yeah. that was after this. Yeah, um, but and keep in mind the night late eighties nineties. What it was Wesley show. He could he could do no wrong. Oh, no he wrong. Yeah, wrong. Even, wrong was listen, done by Wesley. Listen, I don't want to go into the yo, tapes, but uh, yo, hey man, Passenger Fifty Seven made money. That's all I gotta say. 
Why? You know, he did the water dance, which was the water dance. Jesus Christ. He did white men. White men can't jump. And Passenger 57, all in 1992. Wesley Uh, is out here working. Demolition Man in 93. Uh Uh, Demo Man. A little thing called Sugar Hill in um, 94. We're really going to say that's a Wesley Snipes. New Jack City and Jungle Fever. Uh, King of New York. Major League. Tu Wong Fu. Waiting to Exhale. I'm going to say something that. Money Train. Money Train. Money Train. Super underrated. Great movie. No, it's properly rated. It's fine. No, it's I, fine. Look, Jennifer Lopez looks so good in that film when she appears on screen to kiss Wesley. Her skin was so flawless. I audibly gasped in the theater because I said, "That is not right." That she is so gorgeous. Skin <laughs> flawless in that film. Flawless. Wow. Murder at sixteen hundred. Okay, if, if, say we're gonna, if we're going to be up get... there saying murder at 1600s, good movie, <laughs> then I got nothing. There's nothing I can say. Stephen Dorff plays uh, Deacon Frost. Uh, Skeet Ulrich actually lobbied to play Skeet. Deacon Frost, which is just funny. <laughs> yes, that's a thing. Also a thing, uh, Jet Li was actually offered. They gave him an offer sheet and said, hey, play Deacon Frost. But he opted to do Lethal Weapon 4 instead. I can't see Jet Li as Deacon Frost. I can't. Wow. <laughs> it makes no sense. What has and Steven York done since? Nothing? The last thing I've seen him in of any merit, uh, one was Public Enemies. And then he played a preacher, one of those um, mega church preachers in the latest season of oh, right. Righteous oh, Gemstones. Uh, right, righteous Gemstones, he's in oh. that, right. Other than that, I can't, Steven Dorff hasn't done much since this movie. This is Chris Christopherson, Donald Logue, Nabush Wright, who will be we're going to get into, and obviously Udo Kier. Not a whole lot of jump off points for like Donald Logue and Nabush specifically. Like Chris Christopherson had a nice career, and Udo Kier also has a nice career. But uh, I'm going to disagree. I think Don, I think Donald he's had some solid stuff. Dude, Viking. Donald Logue was the late nineties. What the hell yeah. are you talking about? Sons of Anarchy. He was on. He was on Gotham. Sons of Anarchy. That's right. I'm sorry. Oh, he had, he his, own, own, he and, had and, his own sitcom. He had a sitcom. Yes, that's, that's correct. Right. That's that. Damn it. Okay. Uh, something, Steve. Something. Yeah. The, uh, grounded for life. Grounded, grounded for life. life. Grounded for life, which was a very good show. All right, I, I take it back. That, all right, so. all right, Don. All right, I take it back, Donald Logue. I apologize. I'm sorry. Uh, apologize for the man. I'm sorry, he, Donald. He's had, he's had some solid. He's had some solid stuff, um, and he was just downright evil on Anarchy, and I'm glad he got killed. Um, Spoiler, Jesus. No, <laughs> he still shows up and stuff from time to time. <laughs> I mean, that was 2012. If you haven't seen it now, you're under a rock. Uh, it was he he's had some solid stuff and then of course he was on uh svu and he's the right he's the father of, of amanda's first daughter um correct yes I, um, we're, we're deep we're deep into his we're, imdb now we're, for bringing up svu oh, episodes that's that's flat off my top of my head <laughs> I, i'd have to look that up and he was also um uh i just said it vikings but i forget the character he played on vikings i think he was like a he was a leader of something but he wasn't like a main character i don't know if he was just one of the fighters or something but he was on there for a little bit now nabush right like 
I would have bought a ton of her stock in 98 after this movie because she she was fucking great in it. I thought but, she was gonna, after Dead Presidents, I thought she was going to blow up. After I, Dead Presidents, yes, thousand percent. But just it just it just never happened. And never happened. Right, Moby, I'll and, I'll ask I'll ask you. You're 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 a woman of the African American persuasion. With that, like there's there's <laughs> waiting to, there's waiting to exhale, and there's there's Angela Bassett. She's in there. Was there just was the market just like flooded with all these parts that Nabush Wright could have no, been in? It, no, it's it, this is the this is in the nineties, and to be outside of the Angela Bassetts. You had to you had to look a certain way, um, and being a darker brown skin black woman isn't getting you the lead. You can't. It's almost like the paper bag test in mm. the, in the nineties for black women um, in Hollywood to get that. So a lot of her films, like I wouldn't consider Dead Presidents. Dead Presidents wasn't on the same level as Menace to Society. Okay. Um, absolutely not in, in the black community maybe but in terms of box office wide menace was on far more screens than dead presidents even though they're they're similar um and so the other things that that she did like zebra head is more indie or fresh like these are what the box office is calling black films or indie films which at that time in the 90s weren't blowing up like like they are now and she didn't she didn't look like Sinai Latham. She didn't look like like Andrew Halle Berry. She did, yeah. So Halle Berry is in all all over the nineties. Um, Everything. Jada, <laughs> J, J, even Jada uh, Pinkett was um, out in the nineties. Um, the actress who played uh, Sunshine in Harlem Nights was in Waiting to Exhale. You know, and, and look at Waiting to Exhale. Whitney Houston, uh, Angela Bassett. Uh, well, Loretta Devine fit a role because she was a, a, a larger, a, a larger woman. But look at the women on our list. You weren't seeing Viola Davis. You no, you you know you're not seeing. Um, uh, um, uh, what's her face? Danielle from Orange Is the New Black. You're not seeing those women. And Nabushe is like Danielle Brooks. Um, in terms of skin color, natural hair, or braids, you weren't seeing braids until Set It Off. You you know Vivica Fox you had to have and, the, and the even with that press. even even with that that character needed to have the cachet of hey it's Queen Latifah yeah no Queen Latifah was that draw Vivica Fox was a name Jada Pinkett was a name uh, uh, Kim what's her face wasn't a big name then she she that was her that was her get in the door and look at the leading men look who they paired Blair Underwood with they paired him with Jada Jada's not dark skin. Yeah, you, you I, know what I'm saying. So I think, I think Nabushe, and for that time period, for what was being offered to her, and the type of roles. I mean, I I read her Vibe magazine um, interview. Uh, I probably still have it somewhere. Um, I was going to say you probably have that in your house somewhere. I probably have it. I probably have it in a short box as we speak, next to my <laughs> Maxwell Vibe issue. But I oh it. god, um, <laughs> I, I think I think for her. It was just one of those. They didn't know what to do with her. They didn't. Mm. Have, they didn't have somebody to bring her in and put her in the right role. She 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 should have had a far larger career career than what she had. And I hope that there's 
now with all these different openings, I hope someone finds her and gets her into something because I think it would be missed that she wouldn't be able to do something if she's still acting. I don't know if she is. Uh, looking at her IMDb, I'm not finding anything recent. It looks like her most recent project was in 2018. Oh. Uh, it looks like a it looks like a straight to TV movie called uh, a talent for trouble. He, she did that five years ago. That's the last day. Uh, Layla Rashawn. That's who she Layla Rashawn. Uh, another one. Yeah. yeah that's looking yeah. back. And now we're, we're, we're 25 years after blade and just the legacy of this movie that we kind of talked about, but then let's like, we, we know how the MCU works and we know what they're Okay. I don't know what the hell their plane is anymore, but Blade is at least slated to be in the MCU at some point. I, I, my first question would be like, how do you weave Blade into the MCU? Like they tried to do it with the Eternals, but like I've never, I haven't seen the Eternals, so I don't know if the oh, if lucky it fucking you. worked. I don't know if it fucking worked. I have no idea. In a Blade standalone film in two thousand twenty three. Number one, who's who's the antagonist? May is it is it going to be like Michael Morbius? Like I I just don't I, I just haven't right. It's got to be Dracula. Uh, Dra Dracula, maybe Baron Blood, maybe. Uh, he had a, there's he, no other. I mean, they he haven't a, really fleshed out the the Midnight Suns corner of the MCU. So he had a run in uh, with Mephisto, if I remember correctly. Yeah, but Mephisto's not in the MCU yet. Yet, um, yet being the key word. Uh, I don't know. I don't know who makes sense. Uh, and really. this, and this is extremely tricky because while we're, while I'm excited, and I'm sure Wolves is excited to get Blade back in a Marvel movie, just like this is one character where it's really hard to weave him in, probably without at least Spider Man. I don't well, think you need to on see, some that's of the, the thing. On, but see on in comics and some of the initial stuff he didn't come he it was dracula that was the first you know the when marv started writing him he was appearing in like the dracula things um his first standalone didn't come until 90 his first standalone comic didn't come until 94 but he had been appearing in comics in 73 mm -hmm. so he was in a lot of uh, of those one-offs but he started showing up in marvel with shield and that the 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 superhuman registration storyline and to put him in the mcu outside of dracula which is where the main fights were and that in the comics uh they had more vampires because we got to put blade in so that we're fighting you know, all these things to take over the world and there's a vampire. So let's get Blade to come <laughs> on over here and, you know, and, and join them, you know, because he was captured by vampires and the wasp freed him. And after the wasp freed him, then he went to Wakanda and took Black Panther's offer up to join the Avengers. So they worked it out in the comics. I don't know how much of it makes sense looking back on it now because we're just going to write a storyline to throw a character in. Doesn't feel authentic. But isn't that uh, isn't that basically what the MCU has been doing for the last five years? Yes. So between <laughs> between Shield, um, between because they even they had a thing with uh, Cyclops wanted to 
didn't like, I had no idea had run ins with the uh, so with the Cyclops, Cyclops wanted to to bring Dracula back to life was a storyline that was something what yeah <laughs> and and then Blade was Blade had joined the X Men to kind of put a kibosh on all of that. Wow. Uh, and that happened like in what was that, the eighties or maybe early nineties, because in in the comics someone wrote well, you don't you don't dig up Hitler to kill Saddam or something along those lines. Like, <laughs> that was, that was a, 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 you know something that they they put in. Um, you don't you don't you don't dig up Hannibal Lecter to get Buffalo Bill despite you, it working. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so while I while he was in a lot of Spider Man, I don't know if putting him in with Tom Holland now would would make sense. I think you need a more developed character to throw them in there i think an avengers type story or or in the comics he was a hundred percent very uh kung fu uh oriented so maybe he's in japan because you know he was ronin for a minute so he was ronin for a hot second yeah so maybe him and shang uh, you know shang chi get together and we bring him in that way Um, like like a deal and i were discussing a couple of episodes back or maybe you don't team him up and just let him do his own thing in his own movie. No, that's like, true. why is everybody got to come in with somebody? Like, yeah, I don't, I don't need like, yeah, I don't need bananas and sugar and honey in in my Cheerios. Like Cheerios by itself is a solid cereal. Just like and, it's fine. False. That is fake plus, news. And plus, Nick Fury. <laughs> Nick Fury recruited him in one iteration of the Avengers. Um, in one of those is either ult- one of the ultimate universes or ultimate something. Like Fury recruited him. So we could I could see that. I'd be okay with with seeing that. You know, it Fury's there, uh, you know, Samuel and, and Mahershala. I'm gonna sit oh, down like do, some popcorn do, I'll, on this. Yo, you know? I'll give here's take my money. <laughs> you know? Uh, it's possible. It's but it just depends, Juan. What's what's the new blade going to look like? If it doesn't do well, they're not going to push it. Heaven only knows where we are with what phase are we in now? Six or seven? Five? And, I don't know. I don't who the, who the hell can? And knows? now and now that the shows aren't doing what they thought they were going to do, and the law, and now the strike is over for how they're going to be paying, having to pay participation in residuals, and the I, writer I, strike I, is over. Yeah, I, I think a lot of things are going to come into play and change how things are. Um, there's a there's a lot of possibility, and I want to be excited about that, but I'm also very realistic with how that all plays out. With Hollywood, yeah. Yeah. And any any final thoughts on, on this movie? Uh, Tease, would you like to rant a little more about how Blade is not a horror movie in your eyes, or are you no, good with that? Listen, no, <laughs> it's fine. Um, <laughs> I, I will concede here but i will concede this battle but the war is far from over let's just say that right now <laughs> wait 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 did did he just concede does does that he mean did, he's admitting he's wrong he he did he i heard the words saying that he conceded i heard the words i, I, I don't I, believe them i think they're lip service <laughs> but i heard the words I heard the word. <laughs> oh, whoops thanks for thanks for tagging in no <laughs> I, literally I, literally <laughs> Uh, the 2023 Teasing Kid Phoenix Halloween Spectacular continues 
we are still streaming Resident Evil, so keep an eye on the social medias for those show dates and times. In the meantime, we will continue to have these podcasts out. Listen, follow, subscribe, uh, iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you download podcasts. I am on X and Blue Sky at Odile B. Royster. Teves is, yeah, Teves is not on anything yet aside from Instagram, and that is uh, a TBK. Uh, Wolves, I know you have a Twitter slash Instagram if you would like uh, to shout those out. I am on Insta at mywoobs, and I am on Twitter at that's my woobie. <laughs> okay, per Teaser's request, I will add a poll to the bottom of the Spotify description. You can add polls, which is awesome. And the poll will be simple. Is Blade a horror movie? And people, you can all go and vote. And uh, yeah, hopefully Tease will be proven wrong once again by the masses. Uh, un- until next week, we will continue to celebrate this great month of October and this great holiday known as Halloween. Wolves, thanks once again for tapping in and joining us. Uh, hope to hear from you again soon. Thank you. We are out of here. Talk to everybody next week. <laughs>